Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are excited to be joined by rising Auburn sophomore, Sophia Growth, who played a huge part in Auburn's success last season. Her calm composure and consistency on the competition floor helped Auburn to have one of the best seasons they've ever had. They posted the fifth highest score in NCAA history on senior night. They had their highest finish ever at the SEC championships. And Auburn, of course, made it to the final four and capped off the incredible season that they had with their highest postseason finish to date. So Sophia joins us to talk about that amazing freshman season that she had, how the increased exposure at Auburn has impacted things like NIL, and of course she talks about her goals for the future as well. So this is a good one. You guys won't want to miss it, so stick around. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. Your support is so appreciated and it truly helps us make the show what it is. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to help support it in the future, we always have a link in our show notes down below to how you can join. Before we get into our conversation with Sophia, we just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we were having some slight connection issues within the first couple minutes of the interview. So you may notice a couple points where the audio breaks up just slightly within the first two questions of the interview, but then we resolve it going forward. So it's not an issue throughout the entire interview, just the first couple of minutes. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that, but we had a great conversation with Sophia and I think it's one that you guys are really going to enjoy. So with that being said, please welcome to the show, Sophia Grove. Last season was a historic one for Auburn. You guys obviously made it to the final four. You broke attendance records. You broke your program record. What was it like to experience all of that as a freshman? <laughs> I mean, honestly, coming into college, like I had no idea what to expect. I knew I just was going to show up and do my gymnastics. And I mean, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> um, you've got school, you've got appointments, you've got so many new things that are added on top of your schedule. So time management was really big. But honestly, like going back to my junior year, it got shut down because of COVID. So we stopped in March, didn't have states, regionals or nationals. And then I ended up breaking my ankle right before states and then everything was shut down so I kind of just like was drifting and um trying to heal up but they didn't tell me that I broke my ankle like they I got x-rays and they didn't see it on the x-ray and then it kind of was just like a nagging thing so I was trying to come back from it and we were shut down I wasn't in the gym so it kind of gave it time to heal but I was also still doing stuff on it so then it came up the next season so in January of 2021 I ended up getting ankle surgery and that was my senior year and I really wanted to make the most of it but here I am like getting ankle surgery and so then I was able to make it back for regionals and nationals that year but both those meets were just not not how I wanted to finish out my club career and so coming into college I was probably at one of my lowest points gymnastics wise but I was at my highest point mentally and just wanting to like contribute right away and redefine what it meant to be a freshman and so I think the mental aspect really 
helped me and it gave me an advantage coming into college because I was ready and I was ready mentally. So the physical part would come. And so I put a whole bunch of work in I came in in the summer and then just with the heightened intensity in terms of the new um, attention on our program and just how much, how many more eyes we had on us. And we really stepped up and we were able to use that attention as an opportunity and use it as support rather than see it as a pressure kind of thing. So I think to sum up everything, like it was an unbelievable season and to experience it as a freshman was such an amazing aspect because now that's the foundation that we've laid. And so these next three years, I just want to build off of that. I have to ask about senior night last season against Florida. You guys had an opportunity to get a share of the SEC regular season title with Florida. And the competition was incredible. It was super close. You guys actually ended up tying with Florida and got your program record, which is a 198.575 now. That's also the fifth highest score in NCAA history. So an incredible meet, incredible atmosphere. I wanted to ask when you're in an environment like that, where, you know, the energy is high, the meat is close and something historic is on the line. How do you stay in your zone and stay focused and, you know, not get too caught up in the outcome of the meat or what could happen? We all knew going into that meet, like Florida is a big team. It's a big name, big competitor. And so we were just there to do our gymnastics. And I think that really helped us just focus on ourselves and stay in our bubble and not worry too much about the outside factor of like the scores and like what was on the line in terms of the SEC regular season title. And I think us being deemed as like an underdog really helped us because it took off all the expectation and the pressure and it allowed us to have that sort of like overcoming being able to come as an underdog just use that and just do our gymnastics without any of that pressure Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's probably what really helped us excel and help us stay in our bubble that night. Of course we we want to talk about NCAA finals (laughs) that was a huge moment for the team can you Describe the moment when you realized that Auburn had made it to the finals. I mean, you guys beat out the reigning NCAA national champions, Michigan. So talk about that moment. And then also coming in, did the team feel like it was a possibility for you guys to advance to the the final four? So going into nationals, I think just being able to go back and host regionals was such a special moment. And I think after the first night of regionals, we were all kind of like, okay, we need to get it in gear because we have a real shot at this. And so we have to give it our all. It's now or never. And then going into regional finals, we had a great performance and we just, we knew we just had a place in the top two. Our goal was just to place on the top two in advance. And so we didn't focus about winning. We didn't focus about um, putting that pressure on ourselves of we need to win. We need to win. We need to win. It was place in the top two in advance. And so going into the elite eight, it was, so cool just to be at nationals in Fort Worth with the best teams in the country. And again, I think it helped us having that underdog label, like nobody expected us to move on to the final four. And so there was no pressure, there was no expectation. So we just showed up and did our job. And we knew going into it, like you look at the numbers and realistically, the odds of us making it to the final four were very low. We knew that some people had a struggle and we had to have our best meet of the season. And 
I think just our team mentality, we were all so in the zone and so uplifting and just our team chemistry was at an all time high. We were ready to dominate. And I think that really helped us in the elite eight, just take all the pressure off. And we just did our jobs and we didn't worry about the other teams or what they were doing because it's kind of like when you are in club and you go to nationals, it's like, well, there's nothing to lose now. And so we were at that same mental point where there's nothing to lose everything to gain. And so I think that's really what helped us excel and helped us move on to the final four. And I think that final moment when the scores came in and we were all just like looking at the scoreboard, I think I blacked out or something because <laughs> it was like, I don't, I like, I couldn't hear myself think it was so loud. And we had the Auburn cheering section right behind us. Everyone was waving their pom-poms and we were just like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Yeah. And it be like a core memory for you. Yes. Like I remember it, but at the same time, like, I think I actually like blacked out because it was just like too much excitement. <laughs> yeah. But honestly one of the best experiences of my life and probably the pinnacle of my gymnastics career so far was just after that elite eight and hearing the news that we were moving on to the final four yeah how do you think that helps the team's confidence going forward to know that like you can not only have just such an amazing season but then to end it like you did do you guys kind of now see yourselves more as you know one of the top teams maybe that even have the expectation to make the final four going forward is that something that you think is going to kind of boost the team's confidence overall yes absolutely I know last year our goal as a team was to make the final four and have our peak night on night two and you know you always you you make realistic but challenging goals and we kind of heard that and Jeff was talking to us about it and we kind of all like turned our heads like okay Jeff sure but as the season went on and we were actually we were making history at almost every meet and we slowly realized like what our team was capable of and it was just that slow like steady gain of confidence throughout the whole season and we really peaked at the right time in terms of confidence and everything just came together and so going into this season we are so much more confident as a team and we know our abilities and our talents. So I think it's really just that foundation that we laid last year and we're so ready now to build off of that. So I wanted to ask you about the fan base at Auburn. You guys have a very, very passionate fan group, big crowds, of course, but even more so a loud crowd. Um, I think that's one of the things that a lot of the athletes that we've talked to, they talk about how, Auburn is kind of almost an intimidating environment to get in because your fan base is just so passionate about Auburn. Yeah, the environment is almost like a football game or a basketball game. <laughs> yeah. So what is that like for you competing in front of such a large and passionate crowd like that? Yes, it's honestly so exhilarating. Like I cannot describe a better feeling because you just have the support of everyone. And even at away meets, like we are so good at using whatever energy the crowd gives. And so whether that's for us, against us, we're just a really, we're really good at using that energy um, and making it for us. And so I think just being at home and having that Auburn fan base, it's so comforting knowing like you have the support of so many people that don't even know what gymnastics is or how gymnastics works. Like it's football and basketball fans, like they just come because it's such a fun environment to be in. Even if you don't know what gymnastics is, we're flipping around, we're doing cool things and people are excited. And so I think that energy this year really helped us and just being able to 
again, host regionals helped us in terms of energy and having our fan base. And then of course you have the gymnasties that bring an, a different level of fun and crazy into the meets. And so it's a light, fun energy and it's just so filling. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the gymnastics because I wanted to ask you about them because obviously like we see them on the TV, they're doing the choreography for the opposing team. They're kind of of known for that, but then they're also just like there in the front row, putting the energy. So does the team like know the gymnastics? Is it something that like over the season and over the course of, you know, the rest of your career, do you guys kind of like form a relationship with them or how does that work? We honestly, we have not, like, I don't know personally, I don't know any of the gymnasties and I think it makes it so much better because it's like like people we don't have personal connections with them they are just that much of a super fan of Auburn gymnastics to come paint their bodies and go crazy wild and I mean they've memorized half of our floor routines and so I think that's awesome and the energy that they bring without even having like any personal connection to somebody on the team. Yeah. Well, it's cool too. Auburn is unique in that where they have a, a group of fans that are specifically for the gymnastics team. And now they're they're so well known. Like obviously they show on the TV. People kind of know the gymnastics. Like they're a thin now. Yes. <laughs> I think that's really cool. And I'd imagine for a gymnast that would be kind of fun to have that when you're competing. Absolutely. So what is your favorite team to compete against? Whether it's at home or even like an away meet, do you have a favorite team to compete against? So this season, I will say we were with Florida for like, I want to say like all of postseason. We had like our Florida meet and then we were in the same regional and the same elite eight and then final four. Like we were just with them, I think the most out of any other team. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed competing against Florida and just having their energy because again, like whether it was for us or against us, we just took all that energy in and used it to propel us. And so Florida, big name, big school, great team. There's the camaraderie between us. And then there's also the relationship that between Jeff and head coach, Jenny Roland, like it's just a lot of good team spirit. And so I think we both feed off of that. And so I really enjoyed competing against Florida this year. So I'm curious, when you were going through the recruiting process, what drew you to Auburn over some of those other top teams that you're out there competing against every single weekend? What made you pick Auburn? Yes. So my recruiting process, it was before the rule changed. So I was in eighth grade and ninth grade and talking to schools all the, like when I was in sixth grade, it was insane um, because I didn't know what college was. I didn't know what a major was. I didn't know like how that all worked. I was just like in that process. And so I really looked at the gymnastics, but my mom really encouraged me to look at more than just the gymnastics. And she was like, take away gymnastics. Just look at the school. Like if gymnastics was gone tomorrow, I want you to go to a school where you still want to be there, even if they didn't have a gymnastics program. Mm -hmm. And so I really took that to heart. And that was probably one of my biggest deciding factors was just looking at Auburn and you see the traditions and the family aspect and just the overall environment and how involved even the alumni are after they graduate Auburn. It's crazy the involvement that people that didn't even know Auburn, like I came from Iowa, I didn't even know what Auburn was until I came to visit. And you just fall, you just fall in love with the environment and the atmosphere and the family aspect of all of it. And so I think that's probably what drew me 
the closest to Auburn. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm glad that times have changed because I feel like it's so crazy to expect a like early junior high kid to know where they want to go to college or even to be thinking that far ahead. Like I remember myself being that age and kind of like you, I didn't know anything about college. Like I remember Googling things and like trying to figure it out, but I just didn't understand it at all. So I couldn't imagine being a gymnast and like having to go on recruiting trips and not really knowing like. One makes such a big life decision that early. I was still trying to figure out which order, like it was freshman, junior, sophomore, senior. Like I was trying to figure out what order I was going in in high school let alone what my career path would be what so yes I'm so glad that they have the new rule change because so much also happens in that four years too you're a completely different gymnast you're a completely different person and so I was just I was blessed enough to like have such a strong affinity for Auburn and just I prayed on it and I was able to never waver from Auburn So you guys had an incredible freshman class last year, which obviously included yourself. And it also included Suni Lee, who's the Olympic all-around champion, which that's the first time we've seen an Olympic all-around champion in college. So can you just talk about what it's like training with her, competing with her, and the impact that she's had, not only on the team, but on Auburn as a whole, the whole program? Yes. So I knew Suni when we were young, we were in the same nationals group our first year. So we were like 11 and 12 years old. So I've just known her throughout our club careers and then elite. And so to me, she was just like a normal person. But then of course you see her, her accolades and her accomplishments. And it's like her name brings a lot of attention. And so coming into my freshman year, I was like, wow, we're going to have a lot more attention on this program there's going to be people that don't even know gymnastics that just want to come to gymnastics meets to see SUNY. And I think what the most incredible thing was people started coming to the gymnastics meets for SUNY, but they stayed for Auburn gymnastics because with her presence, we were all able to step up and the whole program was elevated. And so I think that just says a lot in itself about her as a person and her as a gymnast and how she brings the caliber up on our team and just her impact overall and then it was super cool just to see she has a lot going on she had a lot of opportunities with dancing with the stars and a lot of her partnerships and brand deals and stuff and so I think that also helped our NIL space and it was super new last year I had no idea what NIL was I mean a lot of businesses didn't even know and so I was just focused on building a name image and likeness and so Throughout the season, NIL became bigger, and having her presence really helped boost everyone's NIL. Uh-huh. How do you balance NIL? Because now we're going into the second year of that whole world where gymnasts can you know, take on brand deals and things. How do you balance that with school and gymnastics and then you know, not letting it become too much of a distraction from the things that you have to do? I think NIL both has its pros and cons and I've really tried to I wanted to do it right and there was a lot there was not a lot of guidance Mm -hmm. coming into it there's not a lot of there's just not a lot of resources to help us like really navigate and do it the right way and who knows if there is a right way to do it but I really wanted to focus on one just building that name image and likeness and then working with brands and missions and people that I knew as people and like building those relationships before working with the brand. So I knew it was 
genuine and authentic and I was promoting something I truly believed in. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to work with a lot of local businesses, a lot of local Auburn brands. And it's really been such a blessing, not only to have the partnership, but to also have that like eternal impact in doing something so much bigger than myself. So that's kind of how I've wanted to use my NIL experience and get involved. But it is a lot, I will say. Um, Last year, I didn't have an agent or anything, and I was just navigating everything by myself. And so between school and practice and season, like everything was just kind of like piling onto each other. NIL is such a blessing. It's also like, it is, people don't realize like it is a job too. Yeah. You're just adding another thing to your list. Um, But now I have an agent, so she's helping me navigate how to work with brands, what to look for, just taking a little bit of that stress off. So I'm very grateful for that. But I'm very excited to see how I can continue to work with brands and get immersed into the world of NIL. Yeah. And what advice would you give to, you know, some of the incoming gymnasts, the future generation of gymnasts who have no idea where to start with NIL stuff? What advice now that you have a little bit of experience yourself, what advice would you give to them? I would say to not say yes to everything because I, when I was first starting, like I was like, yes, yes, I'll work with you. Yes, yes. I want to do all this stuff but it just becomes so much. And then you forget who you are in the process. So I would say to really do your research and figure out what you like, who you want to work with, and then make that happen. But to not, to know that it's okay to say no, and that more opportunities will come, but to prioritize yourself and you as a human and your character before putting yourself out there and just saying yes to everything. Yeah, I think I would imagine, I guess, at first, it probably feels kind of exciting to be getting opportunities. But then you also don't really know like what other opportunities are out there. So you might feel compelled to take like every little opportunity that comes your way. So do you feel like, I mean, how much would you recommend gymnasts who are really serious about NIL? Do you recommend that they start working with an agent to kind of take off some of that, the pressure and also kind of some of the brain work behind NIL stuff? Oh, absolutely. Because I've been very fortunate to work with local businesses. So the contracts that we have in place, I trust them. And I've had family friends that are lawyers look over them. But specific sports agents for NIL are very crucial in terms of the resources that they offer. And just being able to look at contracts, make sure you're not selling selling your soul away, like looking at negotiating brand deals. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes that having an agent really just takes that pressure off. Mm -hmm. We do have a good number of gymnasts that listen to our podcast. Do you want to share like who your agent is and like what company you're working with? Yes. So I'm working with Hawker Family Sports. And then I'm also working with, her name is Shira Johnson. So Hawker Family is my main agency. And then I have, they're non-exclusive. So you can work with other agents or if somebody else brings you a deal you can also work with them and so it just allows for a lot more opportunity and they have a lot of experience from what I've seen so far working with college level athletes so good place to start if you're a college gymnast or an incoming college gymnast looking for someone to work with on some of these NIL opportunities mm-hmm. 
And that's one thing I really love about Hawker family is that they have a separate gymnastics division and gymnastics is such a specific sport. And Sydney Crassum, she's oversees the gymnastics division, was a gymnast too. And so she really understands the impact and what we're worth in terms of our social media presence. And so she really is awesome in terms of understanding gymnastics and how to navigate that space as well. So I want to go kind of circle back to gymnastics. I want to talk to you about your beam because you're amazing on beam. You're really consistent. Last year, you only went below 9.9 twice, which was amazing. So first question, are you that consistent on beam in practice? Yes. So I actually didn't even know that the statistic that I went below. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, in practice, I would say I'm definitely really consistent. And what I struggled with in club was transitioning my cons- consistency to competition. And I think what really helped me this year was I'm really in tune with my faith and being able to just like let go and do my job and let God kind of use me and seeing everything as an opportunity rather than an opportunity to like mess up or fail. And so I think just my mental toughness this year was so much better and getting a pre-meet routine and just feeding off of the energy and my teammates and being part of something so much bigger than myself. And so, yes, I am that consistent in practice, but also it competition consistency has not always been like that for me. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Like I know a lot of gymnasts don't like beam. I was going to ask, do you feel like it comes naturally to you? So yes and no. Like I think my biggest obstacle was probably the mental aspect of it and just like doubting myself. But throughout this season, I definitely gained a lot of confidence and I think it just kind of built, I just built off that every week. And so that was probably my key to consistency this year. Uh But at the same time, it it definitely took a lot of work. So have you guys started official practice yet? So today is actually our first day of official practice um, over 20 hour weeks. Have you had a chance to think about maybe what some of your individual goals are? And then if you're able to share any team goals, if you guys have talked about it yet. My individual goals are to be regular season All-American on beam. Because again, that like rewards consistency. And so I think being able to get that award last year really boosted my confidence because again, we just talked about the consistency piece and I think that was really awesome. And so I really want to do that again. And then All-American on beam postseason. And then I want to win a postseason beam title. So at SEC's regionals or nationals. And I want to compete my new vault. So I'm working a round off half on pike off instead of the Yurchenko full because it starts from a 10 and we want 10 star value vaults right and then our overall team goal is again it's going to be the same as last year at this moment is to make it to the final four and then have our peak night on night two um because we made it to the final four but then we just didn't have our peak performance this year because I think we just weren't anticipating being there. And so this year we're going to be there and we're going to have that peak performance. Yeah. I think you guys are trying in the right direction. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
So to kind of close this out, we usually like to end with some fun questions just for people to get to know you a little bit better. So first question is, what is your favorite spot on campus? My favorite spot on campus is probably the wellness kitchen. Um, I like to study there. I like to eat dinner, breakfast with my friends. And it's just a really good environment because it's the only place where like you have mostly a lot of athletes like it brings in a whole lot of athletes so you get to be with football players basketball players swimmers divers and just kind of grow in that community what is your favorite way to spend a day off I really like massages and we bring somebody in during the season and we have like on Wednesdays our off day we'll get a massage on Wednesdays and it really just helps me get through the rest of the week And then I also like just being around people. And so I have a couple of Bible studies that I put in on my off days and just community. You have me wanting to get a massage now. (laughs) (laughs) What about a career goal? Have you kind of thought about what it is that you want to do in the future yet? Yes. So I'm very much a planner and I really want to be a college gymnastics coach. Okay. So that is my career goal. And I came in with some credits and I'm majoring in exercise science and minoring in sport coaching. And I'm on track to graduate in three. And then I would like to start my master's my fourth year and then stay in volunteer coach or student coach for my, to finish out my master's my fifth year. So you really got it all planned out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's, that's the plan. I love it. <laughs> so if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably filet mignon with mashed potatoes and fried Brussels sprouts. Okay. What about if you won the lottery right now, what would you do? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I'd probably buy a house where it was warm during the winter. So in like Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then probably a house that I really just love Auburn. So probably a house in Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then I'd want to, oh my gosh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what I would want to do with all that money because I want to put it to good use, but at the same time, indulge a little bit. So have a shopping spree. Right. Um, you got to strike a balance, yeah. right? Like you can do yes. school adult things, but you could also treat yourself. Yes. What is a moment whether it's your career or your life, what is something that you're most proud of? I think I'm most proud of last year and how I was able to kind of redefine what it meant to be a freshman because club was an experience and just making it to the college level in itself is a very prideful thing. And then being able to use my first year and really make the most out of it was super special. Well, we're super, super proud of you and we're excited to see what you do with the rest of your career. Um, We were so amazed by you last season, really, really impressed. And we're just really excited to not only watch you, but watch your team. Like I said, you guys are on the rise and really an exciting team to get behind. So we're looking forward to this season already. Yes, me too. Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. 
That does it for this week's episode. We just want to say thank you again, Sophia, for taking the time to come on our show. We really enjoyed our conversation with you. You're so insightful, and I feel like you have a lot of wisdom to share. So we hope our listeners will take something away from this conversation. And of course, we're rooting for you, and we're wishing all the best for you and your team, not only this upcoming season, but in the years ahead. Next week is a very exciting week for the All Things Gymnastics podcast because it is going to be our 100th episode, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. It's crazy that we've been doing this for, I believe, two and a half years and we've made it to our 100th episode. Here we are. So if you've stuck it out with us since the beginning, we appreciate you guys so, so much. And as a thank you, we are going to be bringing you our very first in-person interview. For the podcast, yeah. at least. <laughs> it's not our first in-person interview. We've done interviews before in person, but not for the podcast. So we will be sitting down with Michigan super senior Natalie Wojcik. And yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really good conversation. We're super excited to be back in the gym with the team and hopefully can bring you guys some highlights on our Instagram story as well for practice. So if you're not following us on Instagram, we are all Finch Gym Pod. And while you're at it, make sure you're following us on all social media. So we're also often Gym Pod on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Stay up to date with all the latest, but definitely make sure you're following our Instagram next week because like we said, we'll be in the gym interviewing Natalie, but also watching practice and hopefully can bring you guys some behind the scenes highlights from practice. NCAA preseason is here. (laughs) Finally, we've been waiting for this. But anyways, we hope you guys enjoy this week's episode and we are super excited to be back next week with Natalie. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.